This is Discover Your Dog, the show that demystifies your dog's behavior so you can get the very best results from your dog training. This show is brought to you by FamilyDogFusion.com. For professional advice, dog training tips, ebooks, and a video to teach your dog how to walk on a leash, go to FamilyDogFusion.com and sign up for your free membership today. For the past two weeks, we have been talking about the come command. For you, the dog lover, this is a command that needs to be important. And I did not just want to breeze through this topic as I've done in the past. Basic rules are great for building that personal relationship. I talked about that last week. But what about coming when called? Every time. We would love for you to join our community of dog lovers. Log on to Facebook and search for our business page, Family Dog Fusion. There you will get updates as to what's going on with our dog-loving family and friends from all over the world. See events, our travels, or just information that you may need about the podcast, our book, or the new products we'll be releasing. That's Family Dog Fusion on Facebook. See you there. This is Discover Your Dog, the show that demystifies your dog's willingness to obey in a lengthy and interesting way. I am Benny Copeland, trainer of people, behaviors to the dogs, and just like you, the listener, a dog lover. Creating a willingness to obey takes practice and awareness, especially on your, the dog lover's part. As I have said many times, the willingness to obey is the definition of obedience. And for your dog, this means he does not expect something from you when doing for you, nor does he fear what will happen if he does not do something for you. Today, we are going to answer that first topic we posed in the last two sessions, that your dog will come to you when called every time no matter what the distractions, no matter what the circumstances, and no matter where you are. Getting your dog to come to you every time means for your dog to want to come to you every time. Why is it that dogs hesitate or don't come at all when you are telling them to come back to you? The main reason is that you are expecting something from your dog when you call him. He can hear it in your voice, and you rarely call him to come to you for no reason at all. You always want him to come to you for a purpose. Come to go inside. Come to go outside. Come to eat. Come to go for a ride. Come to play catch. Come to return the ball or toy or whatever. Come to get something he stole. And come to get that rock out of his mouth. And on 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 and on. Do you love what you hear in all of these podcasts? Does what Benny say just make sense to you? Well, if you want a more in-depth understanding of what it means when we say demystify your dog's behavior, then you need to go to Amazon.com and get Benny's book, Family Dog Fusion. Yes, we named the book after the website because we wanted things to be simple to remember. And most of all, we really want to fuse your dog into your family. In these few pages, Benny has decoded dog behavior. He's found a way to make what he has learned over the past 20 years of his life make sense when it comes to communicating with your dog. Also, the great thing about this book 
is you can mark up the pages, highlight the important stuff, bend the heck out of the spine even if you want to. It's yours. So we suggest to do all those things and then give it away and buy a new book when that happens. Family Dog Fusion on Amazon.com. Get your copy today. I've told this story before and I'm going to tell it again in an abbreviated version. If you want to hear the whole story, go back to episode 070, the original show, or episode 244, the remake. The show is called Making the Mental Shift, and personally, it's one of my favorite shows. Molly is the dog that I consider to be my very first dog. Yes, I have had dogs all my life, and yet they were either someone else's in the family or they were just dogs we had. I never felt I understood or had a great relationship with a dog until Molly. We definitely had our ups and downs. Even though she was very well trained, she had a tendency to wander off. Usually it was not with the intent of running away, it was just that her nose got the best of her and that was her favorite thing to do in life, smell everything she could. She was great with people and she was great with other dogs. She could be a little skittish at times and she was scared of very loud sudden noises such as fireworks. She learned to be okay with thunder but usually we would find her in a safe place and she would just ride out the storm. She never, ever got used to fireworks. When she would wander off, it was usually because I was not paying attention to her. I would get angry and give chase. When I caught her, I would scold her and correct her all the way back home. Needless to say, she did not like it when I caught her. So when she saw me coming she would run. This was very frustrating to me. And the way that I was taught to train dogs was to correct even harder so that she would fear wandering off. And she wouldn't do it out of fear. This is the thing that I really emphasize when training now. That every dog, just like humans, at some point, we'll test the boundaries of fear. Especially if you're using a corrective method of training. This behavior was getting worse for Molly, not better. And at this point in my career, I was learning that correction as a method of training did not work on every dog. It especially did not work with the dog off the leash. When there is no leash involved, the dog has to be willing. They have to want to do for you. And just a side note, being an on an e-collar is not considered off-leash in my opinion. Yes, there is no physical leash, but there is still the ability to physically correct the dog. That leash is just invisible. I noticed this in other dogs as well. Molly was a timid dog, but not overly timid. She did have some confidence, and she definitely loved me. There was a level of trust with her that I would not see in new dogs that would be coming into the kennel to be trained when I worked as a trainer. There was this one dog in particular that hated being on the leash. Now, the way that I was taught to train 
We were just going to correct that timidness out of her. And this definitely did not work. She got worse, not better. Yes, she would do all of her commands. But when that leash came out, she sulked and sunk to the floor the whole time we'd go through the routine. It was a very sad thing to see. Later, I took time with this dog and worked with her off the leash. She was happy and very willing. And there were two things that I learned in this process. One, that a dog considers the leash the thing that is making her do those commands or do the things that she doesn't want to do. And two, correction is not a fix for every dog in every behavior. As a matter of fact, as in this case, correction was very counterintuitive. What does this all have to do with a come command? And every training command for that matter. Finding that thing that motivates your dog makes your dog happy and is fun for you as well. It can be difficult and take a long time because it's different for every dog and different for every human. You have to be willing to go through all that work and take the time and really pay attention to your dog when you're training and working with him. One thing that I find when working with an owner is that they are paying more attention to the process of training rather than how their dog is doing in the process. I will watch owners and I watch the owners, not the dog, (laughs) and they'll go through a whole lesson and never even look at their dog. They are more concerned with whether or not they are doing the process correctly. You see, they're watching me and they see results. They're actually not watching me because when I take their dog and when I'm working with their dog, they're not looking at me. They're looking at the dog and they see those results. Well, they should be watching me. (laughs) They think that the routine that I'm doing is what works. They don't realize why it works for me. It works for me more often than it works for you, the dog lover or the dog owner, because I've been doing this for 20 years. And when I'm working with a dog, I know the signs when things are working well and when they're not working well, and I can make that shift. I know when the dog is ready to move on to the next command or do a little bit more in that situation, or I have to take a little off. I know when the dog needs prompting. I know when the dog needs motivation. I am watching the dog very carefully, and the dog's always making choices. I know exactly how to respond in the moment of those choices. This is why it looks more successful when I'm working with an owner's dog. And guess what? The owner is only looking at the dog, and so when I give them the instruction, they think it's the process, not the dog. One thing that I do tell an owner from the very beginning is that anything you expect your dog to do off the leash will take about a year. 
it is it does take dedication and consistency on your part and the dog's part. Next week, I will get into my three rules of consistency. If I don't have time to do it next week, I will positively talk about those rules at the end of all these basic commands that we're going to go through right now. I still haven't hit the down, which you know that's going to be a big one. And we have to talk about the place command as well. This is a very important aspect of my training, the three rules of consistency. It's something that I go over with every owner in the very last session of my personal training with them and their dog. So guess what? This show has gone on way too long for me to start on the homework today. So now you know there's going to be a part four, and it will be the homework. There are so many parts to making your dog willing to come to you then I want to make sure that you have heard all the information you really need to understand and how to do the work. I know, I know, many people are going to want to go straight to the homework, and that's fine. But the background in all of these shows that I've talked about in these last three shows is very important as well. I hope it helped, and I'm looking forward to talking to you next week about the homework. So in summary, today we talked about creating the willingness for your dog to come to you every time. You discovered that it takes work and you have to pay attention to your dog's wants and needs as well as pay attention to how she is responding to the training. That is the awareness part. You also learned that next week we're going to talk about the practice part and finalize the come command. Thank you. If you would like to contact us, we have a link on our website, familydogfusion.com. We would love to hear your opinion and we value your feedback. So again, familydogfusion.com. Or if you just want to send us a direct message, you can do that via email. It goes to familydogfusion at gmail.com. Your comments are important to us and help us with future shows. Thank you for listening to our show. If you haven't already, please subscribe to our podcast and share it with your friends and family. Also, go ahead and give us a five-star review because it helps others find our show. And frankly, we just love to read them. This show is produced by Eric Jayner and show notes are created by Carissa Dolan. Thank you to all of the Family Dog Fusion team and our affiliate sponsor, Healthy Paws Pet Insurance. For your free pet insurance quote, go to familydogfusion.com slash insurance. And go to familydogfusion.com and sign up for your free membership today. Be impeccable with your dog. <laughs>